Welcome to episode number eight of The Lobby, where we talk and make you feel like you are in the lobby of River City Church. So my name is Aaron. And I'm Becky. And we are recording live from the kitchen table once again. So mm. so super awkward timing for us personally <laughs> to do this podcast because we just got done telling the girls that school is canceled for the rest of the year. Yeah. So. They that, were sad. That sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were um, sad. There was crying, but they were reasonable. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Nothing irrational. We had kind of the last couple days, they would ask if we thought that it would get canceled for the rest of the year. And usually I wouldn't engage in that kind of conjecture because it's just kind of borrowing trouble and creating drama. But I think the writing was on the wall that... Um, that school was going to be out. And so I would say, yeah, I if I had to guess, I think it will be canceled. But we don't know for sure and blah, blah, blah. And I really hope I'm wrong. So hopefully they were at least a little prepared knowing that that was a possibility and it didn't just mm-hmm. take them by surprise. So, yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard year to miss the end of for... Leah and Maggie in particular, because it's Leah's last year at Roosevelt and Maggie's last year at Carver. And there's a lot of like rites of passage and moving on to high school and moving on to middle school. So not fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not trying to be Pollyannic and trying to find a silver lining, but it is encouraging to see how they are sad to be missing church and to be missing school because... I, when I was their age, I would not have been sad in <laughs> to be missing church or school. So right. I'm really glad they like those things. Yeah, for and, sure. And we had, we talked about that too. And, you know, parenting isn't about like trying to create this like utopia for your kids where they're always happy or anything, you know, just like, so I don't know. It's, yeah, that wasn't fun. Nope. It wasn't fun. So. This too shall pass. Yeah. But... All right, so uh, so we're going to be doing two things in, during episode eight, eight of the lobby today. So the first thing, um, there's been a few questions that have been submitted to the mailbag, but we're just going to answer one of those questions because um, we want to leave enough time for this thing called, the segment that we're going to call the quarantine draft. Yeah. All right, so uh, so the Let's get to the question first. So, and you can go first with answering this. Okay. So, so the question is, what what is one thing that you wish you could go back and tell yourself during the years when your kids were really little? Not to be not to be making this an overly parenting podcast, right. but that's what somebody asked. And the heart is. wants what the heart wants, and this heart wants a question about parenting. <laughs> so, okay. So, I have three things. One is I would tell myself. Keep working on getting your kids to be good sleepers and don't be discouraged in that because sleep is important. Mm. So I would remind myself of that. Um, I also would remind myself that input doesn't always equal output, and I find that out a lot even today or yesterday. (laughs) But... um, Yeah, input doesn't always equal output. You have to repeat yourself a lot, and that can make you feel like you're doing it wrong, but you're not. It's just hard to consistently be consistent. And I think 
But um, ultimately, like the big picture of it, I would tell myself that you're doing better than you think you are. Um, I think for me, my tendency would be to look back on a day or a week and see all the ways that I could have done better or I wish I would have been more or that kind of stuff. But um, I would tell myself, I would just remind myself that like God sees you and your kids are going to feel loved even though you're not perfect. And I think one of the things that's been helpful and life-giving for me being around friends with little kids is the way that I just instinctively interact with them, how I talk to them or engage with them or whatever. And there are things that are instinctual because that's what I did with the girls. And I, it's, as silly as it sounds, I'm like, oh, I am nice to them and and I'm not frustrated. I wasn't frustrated Mm -hmm. all the time. You know, um, I took a little one. It's easy just to remember like the the bad moments. Yeah, the rough moments. But, you know, because I would look at a day and I'd feel like if I was impatient one time, I might as well have been impatient the whole day. And I don't think that's the way that kids see the economy of your mood or of your failures or air quote successes and that kind of thing so i think i would just want to like put my arm around myself and say (laughs) like you're doing better than you think you're doing you know just endure and know that like god sees you and he's empowering you so Mm -hmm. that's what i would tell myself yeah what about you um i don't have anything as thoughtful as that uh (laughs) (laughs) so mine would just be uh, what's one thing you could go back and tell yourself? Uh, it would probably just be, be present, be present, be present. Um, you know, cause like when we do the, the marriage seminar, um, you know, one of the things that I mentioned to the guys, um, to mm-hmm. the, the husbands is like, um, I just talk a little bit about being present and I don't spend more than like two or three minutes talking about right. that, but that's often one of the bigger things that people the biggest takeaways oh interesting yeah um for the guys so yeah because i mean like i mean because i mean you're kind of getting at this too but like it's just a grind to be present yeah in a marathon kind of way with your kids because you know they don't share all the same hobbies you do and (laughs) uh, or any or any (laughs) yeah because i remember the when i remember when leah was two years old i remember i was having this existential crisis i was just like (laughs) looking at her and I was just like man like I have nothing in common with a two-year-old girl right. like li- like literally nothing <laughs> so, um but yeah just be present be present be present and just mm-hmm. um yeah and that's a grind but God empowers you with that and um and this isn't this isn't advice or anything this is doesn't really address the question that was being asked but um just parenthetically I'm so thankful in hindsight that smartphones weren't a thing yeah. back when our kids were really little. Yep. Um, because, I mean, there are, even when smartphones didn't exist, there were there were just a, a lot of ways and avenues to not be present. For sure. With your kids and just mentally present whether that's like me i was like thinking about my job mm-hmm. like all the time mm-hmm. um you know or whatever but you know when there's technology i mean it's like literally at the end like in your hand is yeah. everything to be distracted by yeah and i don't know i'm just i just think about that every once in a while i'm just like man it's, it was really good for me that 
Yeah. Not to be all self-focused here, <laughs> but man, like I would have just been tempted to be on that thing the entire time. Right. And, you know, and that's something that we even talk about in, you know, right now because the stakes are a little bit higher because like if we want, you know, if our kids are eventually going to get phones in some mm-hmm. capacity on their own at some point, then they're going to be looking at us right now. Like, right. how much are we on our phones? How yeah. much are we obsessed with our phones? How much of our lives are centered around our phones and not mm-hmm. being present? Because they are not going to be less, they're not going to be more present than what we are. Right. You know, so like, what are we modeling for them? But yeah, so like that be present thing, that, that applies yeah. to like all stages of parenting. For sure. But it seems like, man, it's just much, it's, more of a grind when your kids are little mm-hmm. oh that's true so true anyway yeah so that was good yeah that's good what you said yeah and i also think that um you know one of one thing i was also going to mention with this and this kind of goes along with this question but um so jen and jeff wilkin who um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah so they have a six-part audio parenting class that they did in their church down in Texas several years ago. So this may be six, seven years ago that Mm -hmm. they did this class. And, um, I, I re-listened to that about once a year just to, just cause like they're talking about things. Yeah. You know, it's just cause I'm painting my cabinets right now at night and everything. And I'm just like listening to that as I'm doing that. And I don't know. It's just like a really good refresher for me. Yeah. And so we'll probably put the link for the sh- for right. that in the show notes. Well, and and in that parenting series, there's Jen and Jeff. Oh gosh. And then there's whoever the children's <laughs> that is pastor. The, that is the one disclaimer on that. Right, which is why I'm disclaiming gosh. it. So the thing that's good is this guy who I don't even know what his name is, but we call him Tex. So he's the preschool minister, uh, staff person or yeah. whatever it is. And so you have Jen and Jeff Wilkin and they're like nuanced and funny and uh, just, I don't know. This It's one of the reasons why we tend to resonate with the right. kind of stuff that they say in parenting. And then Tex, he just jumps in on the Q&A sometimes at the end of each session and holy crap. Yeah, and you can dude. tell Jen is like, um, okay, well, what I would say is every time your kid does something wrong, no, you don't need to relate it to the propitiation of Christ's sacrifice. Like, you know, I mean, she just will yeah, try to balance texts out, but you can tell that there's Man. some wide-eyed, you know, Jeff and Jen Wilkin. I think it was in part five that I was listening to a couple days ago. I mean, Tex was, wow, Tex was, I mean. Coming in hot. Every year that I listen to that, like, I get more alarmed at what Tex says. (laughs) But everything else in the parenting seminar with that is really, really helpful. (laughs) So have a good laugh at what Tex says. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I forgot about Tex. Oh, I never forget. Hashtag never forget Tex. (laughs) We make Tex jokes every once in a while. Yeah. 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 Poor him. He's probably like He's probably a great guy. He's probably a pastor in Iowa somewhere now. Right. But. Well, and he probably if he listened to that, I wonder if he would think, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> what did I say? That was all theory. I didn't try, you know, I don't know. Yeah, whatever." So. Okay. All right. So, we're going to go to the next section, which is the quarantine draft. So, do you want to explain the quarantine yes. draft? Yes. All right. So, I was listening to a podcast 
called The Popcast with Knox and Jamie, and they were drafting fictional doctors to make their own practice. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty funny. And so I texted Aaron and I said, we should draft something on our podcast. And I didn't know what we should draft, but it should be something. And I suggested we should draft people to go on vacation with us. Because I guess I feel like I need a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if we tried to go on a vacation right now? Oh, jeez. Because, like, it was... It was a passing thought in my mind when the girls were really sad. I was just like, oh, well, instead, maybe we could go on a vacation. Wait, no, we can't. Yeah. Wait, what would happen if we jumped in the minivan and went to the Grand Canyon? That would be a horrible idea. But oh it was gosh. just... No, I'm not saying no, we should do I that. No, I know. But be a horrible it's idea. like, how it's can you... You open. can't even go. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, and then I, I was just trying to think of things. And Aaron said, oh... Let's draft who you would want to be quarantined with. So that's what we're going to do. These can be fictional people. They can be celebrities. The thing is that you can't actually know them. Yeah. So, so I can't pick you. No. You would be my number oh, one thanks, draft Oh, thanks, baby. You thanks. too. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, um, was, that was borderline sincere. It, no, it's true. <laughs> who else is going to paint these canvases? <laughs> Anyway, so that's what it is. So we get to pick five people. I'm not going to lie. Some of mine are like partners or little groups. So I hope that's okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fine. So we're going to go back and forth. So do you want to have the number one overall draft pick? Sure. Okay. Can we say some of our considerations that we didn't put on our list? Oh, yeah. I have two that I... Well, I I had a lot that I considered, but... Oh, sure. Who who didn't you pick? Well, I I did not pick... They were on my list, but they didn't make the cut. Um, the Dowager from oh. Downton Abbey. <laughs> she would be so funny to be quarantined with. She really would. I don't, <sighs> yeah. So the Dowager. Which I saw this Dowager beam, and it was like the weekend one <laughs> where she says, because someone says mentions the weekend, and she says, weekend? The weekend? What is this weekend? What is a weekend? Yes, and how it's like we're all kind of living in the Dowager's world right now. Yeah, and I'm a super dork, but like I, because I love Marvel and Star Wars and that kind of stuff. But my favorite show ever is Downton Abbey. Yeah, we should watch that. After I'm done painting the cabinet at night. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right, so uh, another one one. was Rocket the Raccoon from Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy. Well, you wouldn't have to worry about me picking it. Because that guy would be hilarious. Yeah, Okay. that's true. But... I think he would be really mean to the Dowager. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't need that kind of strife. But I also was thinking about Kylo Ren and Snape. Snape from uh, Harry Potter. Oh. So I thought they would just spice things up. Yeah. But I think if Kylo Ren was there, I, I just wouldn't sleep at night. Is that Adam Driver? Yeah. Oh, I don't anyway. think I'd sleep either. <laughs> Even if it was just Adam Driver and not Kyle. Yeah, Ren. even if it was just him, I'd be like, ah, the lines are blurred here. I'm not gotcha. real sure. <laughs> okay. All right, so who didn't make it on your list? Anne of Green Gables didn't make it. Oh, wow. There we go. <laughs> That's for the best for everybody. <laughs> I mean, my initial thought was she is a delight. Um, yeah. My other thought was she could help with the homeschooling. She was a teacher. But then I thought she does a lot of talking. She does. She does a lot. And we we have got that area covered here. 
We do. We have plenty of talking there's, on our there's own. There's no shortage of that. No shortage of talking. There's a shortage so, of toilet paper, but there's no shortage of right, talking. Right. Especially not here. Because, I mean, we've all got a lot to say. So I said no to Anne of Green Gables, but mm-hmm. she lives on forever in my heart. I also said no to anybody from the Gilmore Girls. I considered mm-hmm. how I enjoy that show, but as Aaron is one to point out, that that's not a healthy mother-daughter relationship <laughs> between Lorelai and Rory, which I agree with, but I don't think I could be Lorelai's friend in real life, and I think I'd get annoyed with Rory. And I do like Luke, but he's a little bit too curmudgeon hmm. So anyway... I said no to anyone from Gilmore Girls. Then I considered Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. Yes, they are divorced. But maybe we could do like a reconciliation for them. I've always loved Jennifer Garner from Alias. And then we were pregnancy buddies at the same time with our first two. And I just feel like a kinship towards them. And I just want the best for them. So I thought maybe we could quarantine with them and we could just like help bring about reconciliation in their relationship. But that sounds like kind of a lot of work for a quarantine. Well, there's... <laughs> oh gosh, I can't believe we're talking about this. So <laughs> I don't know why I know this. Oh. They're, they are on friendly terms. They are on friendly terms for the kids. Because when he, when Ben Affleck had to go into rehab recently, um, she got him into rehab. Yeah. So. And he has said his biggest regret of his life was how he ruined things in their marriage. Hmm. There you go. All right. Let's back to the right, back to the quarantine. Keep it positive. Right. Okay. okay. Number one overall draft pick. Oh wait, no. Are you done with your list? Yes, I'm done. Okay. All right. So number one overall draft pick. You select. Mel from Mel's Kitchen Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I this think. Is- this is this is borderline illegal because you you know her. Well, we she knows who I am because I comment frequently. So I I don't think it's illegal. It, I mean, maybe it's like I don't know when college coaches get in trouble for like buying a hamburger for a recruit or something. Maybe we could say it's like that. But um, anyway, I would totally pick Mel. Because I think Mel and I would have fun cooking together. Mm-hmm. I think she's fun, seems fun to be around. I just think it would be very enjoyable and we could cook things. Mm-hmm. That's my pick. That's cool. All right. Uh, my, my first pick is Jonathan Sharks from The Ringer. Oh, he is, <laughs> oh, is he the lone Christian? <laughs> He's the token Christian at yeah, The yeah. Ringer. Yeah, he's so a writer. So they can all say, like, I have a Christian friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he's he's an NBA writer. He's really into the draft. He's thoughtful and funny and not weird. And I think we would actually be friends in real life. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. Like, you and Mel would be friends in yeah. real life. So I think, um, yeah, I think he would be really interesting to talk to. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, great. He Jonathan. would be my number one overall draft pick. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, so I follow him on Twitter, and mm-hmm. it was about a year ago he got um he got married. Oh, and so they had like a little like three minute video of like how we met. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's embarrassing. I watched <laughs> it. So apparently they met um 
at a small group party at their church. Aww. While playing Settlers of Catan. Get up. <laughs> I was like, you guys fit every stereotype. Anyway. Seriously. Anyway, that's hilarious. That's All right. So who's your next pick? My next pick is Jamie Nato. Oh, yeah. She'd be good. She'd be really good. Yeah. So Jamie Nato. We could maybe link to her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's so funny and slightly ridiculous and irreverent but really gospel centered and just a delight and she and her husband have this really cool story and i haven't watched this yet but he cheated on her and they separated and it's they just have this really amazing story of reconciliation yeah that was like 10 years ago yeah but they're really open about it and you know, just about what that process was like and about repentance and, mm-hmm. you know, and Jamie doesn't like pin it all on her husband like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't know, just mm-hmm. the whole attitude that they have about each other towards it and the way that they continually let God use that. I really like. Plus, she's hilarious. She really is. She's hilarious. Yeah. Her meme game is strong. It's really strong. It's strong. Yeah, that's really good. All right, your number two? All right, my number two overall draft pick is Tim Keller. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I think he would be really interesting. He I would. would. Have, I would have lots of questions. He we could, would paint cabinets with we you. We would play Settlers of Catan together. Yeah. Um, I'd fall asleep. Because <laughs> I do love Tim, but his voice has put me to sleep. But to well, be fair, purpose, so well, does everything purpose. else. Yeah, Yeah. Um, oh wow! Yeah. yeah, but I think um, sharks and Keller and I like we would just have really good conversations. Yeah, and, like it'd be I don't know, it'd be fun. Then maybe Mel could become a Christian. <laughs> anyway, wow, yeah. good one. So I think so. I have sharks and Keller. So all right, Keller, way to go! Third overall draft pick. My for you. third overall draft pick. Oh no! <laughs> I feel like you're gonna make fun of me. Um, is the cast of my favorite TV show of all time, Ed. You the put bowling the whole alley cast. <laughs> well, I, not the whole <laughs> cast, but the central characters. So I would want Ed, the bowling alley lawyer, because he is a delight. I don't need those periphery people like um, Eli Cartwright Goggins the Third or Shirley or mm-hmm. the guy who is played by Ian Black, Phil. I don't need him. Um, I would. I. I think Ed and then his bestie, Dr. Mike Burton, Mm -hmm. they have this really funny thing where they do $10 bets back and forth with each other. And um, I think that would be really delightful. Mike is a doctor. I feel like that could be helpful in a quarantine. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, unfortunately, like family practices and regular doctors, they just are not able to practice like they would usually. So I feel like Mike would have a lot of information to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I would take Mike and Ed. I mean, Carol Vesey, who Ed is in love with. I mean, she's a high school teacher. Maybe we could use her for educational purposes. Yeah. But I would 100% pick Ed and Mike. And for those of you who've never seen Ed, it is a charming show. It has... Certain which, factors that I like. Which we have on VHS. In that our, I refuse to get rid of. <laughs> Even though we don't have a VHS player. That I taped off TV. Now, here's the problem. These people, this well, is can, what you, Hollywood should be doing during quarantine, you, is figuring out the music rights so that I can have my show on DVD. 
I keep trying to buy pirated copies, but you won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) But it is just the most delightful little show. It was on NBC. I think, didn't David Letterman have something to do with it? It's just small town life with quirky characters. And I just love that. It's that's just one of my favorite aspects of a show. Because you taped those on VHS before we were married. Yeah. I think. Yep. And. Sure did. We still got them. Still got them. And we're going to still keep them. <laughs> Do you think, you know how you can send like your family videos to a place and they'll put it on DVDs oh, or on a thumb drive? I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they would do that? Or I, is there some sort of copyright situation? <laughs> You're like, I'm have not ever, even entertaining Have you ever this. seen when you go um, over by Skate Country and yeah. do Paco, there's this, there's this little place called Flix Video? Yeah. Is that what that is? I wonder if that's what they do there. Is that place in business? I don't know. It, their sign doesn't look like it's been updated in about 15 years. Oh. But, it's worth a shot. But I think, um, yeah, but Nathan Blaubach could probably like put it on. In like five minutes, but Nathan Blaubach no, has like don't scruples. Do don't do it, Nathan. <laughs> don't do it. All right. So, um, so third or all overall draft pick for me is <gasps> Brian Windhorst. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Gosh. <laughs> ESPN NBA analyst. He knows all the NBA gossip. Can't so, you at least get Rachel Nichols instead of him? No, she can no, help no. us with our hair. No, 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 no. <laughs> Brian Windhorst. He knows all the gossip. So, well, I do like the gossip in the NBA. So we would be quarantined and he would spill all the beans about <gasps> everything. I would just pump him for information for two and a half straight months in I quarantine. could ply him with food. And he'd like that. Just Well, no, people <laughs> like it when you feed them well and then yeah. it makes them talk. That's, true. That's all I'm saying. Mel and I, we could get all that information. Mel and I, it'll be we good. could have a joint quarantine. Well, I mean, I've, in my head, I've been assuming this because we're we're together. Then maybe they would be together, which adds a whole different layer. Yeah, so he knows more about LeBron than any other mm-hmm. NBA person out there. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, nice. All right, so That's a good choice. Fourth overall draft pick for you. I am selecting. My favorite author, John Grisham! (laughs) Wait. I'm thinking John Grisham. So, do you think... I don't know. It's it's not like he's going to read his books out loud. Well, he might, because we'd get a little bored. I could ask him What's he like in person? Well, I've heard him on some podcasts, because he went on a book tour. Okay. And he's a pretty interesting guy. And I I think he just would have this southern calmness to it to being around him we could maybe brainstorm ideas for books i wonder if maybe he has like a laptop with manuscripts that he hasn't had published and i could read them Hmm. and i just feel like he'd be good to have around he seems pretty calm you know just kind of chill and southern and I just think we could use a little something different. And I think John Grisham would bring that. <laughs> that was a surprise. You didn't see that one no, coming. No, I didn't. What's your nope. favorite John Grisham book? A Time to Kill is my favorite John Grisham book. Hmm. That was also his first one. I like his old stuff better than his new stuff. Hmm. 
I mean, some of his new stuff is good, but he had a stretch in there that I wasn't as much of a fan. Yeah. But I stuck with him, Aaron, because I'm loyal yeah. to John Gershom and others. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Fourth overall draft pick for me, I would pick Zach Lowe oh from the Low Post. Baby, you do not have a lot of variety <laughs> in your choices. <laughs> Whatever. Tim Keller, Jonathan Sharks. Keller doesn't. Keller isn't. Doesn't even know what the NBA is. He's never even been to Madison Square Garden, and he lives in New York. No, City. he's been there. Whatever. Listen to me, as if I know. He doesn't know it. Yeah, he's never been outside his borough. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody goes outside their borough. But listen to me, I say that very authoritatively. Wow. So I, then... I think Zach is just quirky and funny mm-hmm. and uh, very. I don't know. He would. He would just be really fun to banter with. He would. Now, what distinguishes in your mind? Zach from Brian from Jonathan. Windhorst would be a little intense, but okay. Zach Lowe and Sharks would even him out. Okay. So. Okay. That'd be good. All right. Nice. All right. What's your fifth overall My selection? My fifth overall selection. John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt. Really? Absolutely. The girls would love having Mary Poppins at her house. Huh. And he does his really charming good news segment on the YouTube. Huh. And I think they would just be delightful at a dinner party. You could get all of the office insider stuff. And I realize that people put out the public persona that they want you to receive, you know? Yeah. But... They they don't put their kids in the media. They just mm-hmm. kind of do their own thing. And I just think that for famous people, they seem to appear to me to be pretty normal. Yeah. And I think they would be a delight. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the people that I consider, lightly, briefly considered, yeah. but didn't put on there was... Emily Blunt's character in Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Oh. Because if I had Kyle... <laughs> because... Have I seen Edge of Tomorrow? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> now are you kidding me? Just, I mean, to be fair, I might have slept through it, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's one of your favorite movies that you slept through. So, no, but I was thinking if I had Kylo Ren, who would be someone that could really go keep him in in line oh and i was like well maybe emily blunt's character in edge of tomorrow because she just has this big sword and she just is like she's um yeah she's just pretty tough she's got quite a varied career i didn't realize that it's like mary (laughs) poppins to that sword girl and she was in the devil wears prada that movie man you would I can't even tell you how much you would hate <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Like, there's Is it space. There's aliens. There's oh. time travel. Oh, there's. Uh, <laughs> you would like I. You would just absolutely hate that movie. Hate with capital H. Um, but wouldn't they be nice to have dinner with? Yeah, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But she wouldn't be in character. She'd be. No, she'd just be a charming her... British lady. Oh, okay. That'll be good. I like Brits. Yeah. Maybe she has some Downton Abbey insider information. Mm. She could trade insider information with Brian Windhorse. <laughs> Which I'm only saying that because she's from England. She wasn't even on the show, but that's fine. Was that, okay. your, was that your fifth pick? That was my fifth. All right. So my fifth overall selection is 
Peter Parker. Oh, I love Peter Parker. He's my favorite superhero. He would just be really fun to watch movies with yes. and just uh, make fun of Brian Windhorst. Yeah. And just like, I he think he would. He's just so earnest. And he would just have a fun, uh, add a fun dynamic to the house. He because would. I, th- I, you know, because he's from New York along with Tim Keller. Oh, and, they might have Zach some Lowe. similar friends. Yeah. So they, I don't know if they had some similar friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Venn diagram of Kim Tim Keller's friends and Spider Man's. I don't know if that'd be too overlapped, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think they would get along really well. I think that'd be a, add a fun dynamic to the that house. would. And you know, I feel like he could use his webs to make a trampoline. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, you get stuck in them because um, maybe if you put like actually that'd be the anti trampoline. Maybe you could put baby powder on it or something. <laughs> There'd be a way. Mel and I could figure it out. <laughs> sure, Jamie Nato has something she got at Target. That oh, she yeah. Could. Totally. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to the quarantine draft? Any final No, but analysis? I feel like we'd have a good time. Maybe a little heavy on the basketball analysis, but I do think those people would be entertaining. Wait, were you were you under the assumption club? that it would be the our family plus these people? I suppose in my head. Oh. Because I thought it was, I was just alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't communicate that. Okay. But then it's fun to think about the overlap. Yeah. You know, I feel like Tim Keller and John Grisham, they could they'd have a nice time talking to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. You know? Who doesn't yeah. like who doesn't like John Grzynski and Emily Blunt? That's true. That's true. Um, hey, big sports week coming up. Oh. Uh so um the WNBA draft is tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as a woman, I should be supportive of the WNBA, but I just can't. I'm sorry. Okay. I tried. Uh, so the WNBA draft is tonight. Yeah. Um, no, wait. Is it tonight? Okay, can we pause before you say your next thing? I don't want to bother you, but what is this business with playing horse on ESPN? I haven't watched it. That sounds like watching paint dry. I mean, we've been doing that, so I can't imagine why you'd want to watch people play horse, but they're not even in the same place. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Okay, sorry. Sorry to distract you, but that's... But, um... Talk about the bottom of the bear. And then Sunday night is the Michael Jordan documentary. So how long is it? Are there several parts? Is it a mini-series? It's a 10-part series, and two episodes are dropping on Sunday, and then the next Sunday... Each Sunday, it seems like they're doing two extra episodes. Okay. Anyway. Wait, I have a comment. Um, And then the NFL draft is the next week. Are we going to watch the Michael Jordan thing for movie night as a family? Um, Probably not. I don't think so. Is there going to be a tandem release of something that will then, after that is released, debating LeBron versus MJ? Is there going to be a panel, like a Zoom panel? I hope that comes up because I I feel like that might finally put the nail in the coffin to... All the young, the younger crowd who never watched MJ play, saying like, "Well, I bet LeBron's better or just as good as MJ." Hmm. Cool. You know what? You know we need, we can talk about. That okay, later. but I'm just gonna say this. Okay. I feel like it would be way more fun to have a meal with LeBron. Oh, 100 percent. Than with MJ. Yeah. No, I I. This is no how I interest. go through life. <laughs> See, thinking who about would who would I have, like to have a meal with? <laughs> no, LeBron would be fun. He would be very fun. 
Like on his Instagram when he does Taco Tuesday. Yeah. And everything. He does that. Yeah. I haven't looked lately. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's been he's not traveling for work lately. Like, he has been. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we have that to look forward to. I will really, for real, look forward to that. Okay. That'll be good. Yeah. Well, so we'll have to record that and then watch it some other Mm -hmm. time. I was thinking about, like, would the girls like watching that? We might need to watch it a little bit first. Yeah. I could see them, like, kind of going in and out of it. Like, oh, huh. I could see them having a ton of questions, and then it's just kind of hard to watch them. Oh, yeah. That's a really self-centered comment on my part. Yeah, but, you know, (laughs) it's all good. All right. Then you can watch it twice. Yeah, no All right. All right, well, thanks for joining us in the lobby. Hey, and you guys, draft your own quarantine squad. (laughs) Do it, do it. See ya. Bye.